Hey, it's Shelly. Welcome to the second episode of March 2021 of my All the Rage with Shelly Wade podcast. I sure do appreciate you taking the time to listen. I really do. And I appreciate my college buddy, Jolando Johnson, for supplying the theme music. Head over to Facebook and support him by um, liking his, his uh, I was about to say All the Rage. You can like my All the Rage with Shelly Wade page on Facebook too. But <laughs> but I digress. This is about Jolando right now by liking his Jolando Johnson music page. Speaking of music, I am so super excited. Excited to present to you my conversation with multi-instrumentalist and singer Randy Hall. Does that name ring a bell for you? Does his hit song, I've Been Watching You, Jamie's Girl, ring a bell for you? You may remember if you're a child of the 80s hearing that song on the radio or watching the video on Video Soul. I've been watching you so long. Such a catchy song. And I'm so excited to uh, talk to him about that. He's had hits all over the world and he's um, worked with some legends, Miles Davis, the Staples Singers, uh, Diana Ross, Ramsey Lewis, Roberta Flack, Diana, I already said Diana Ross, Ray Parker Jr., Snoop Dogg. So we're going to talk to him about all of that, including that time he witnessed Tupac Shakur in the recording studio and what he thought of him. So stay tuned for that. Um, okay, so right now, as I'm recording this intro to the podcast, I um, it, it's Monday, uh, March 8th. Tomorrow, Tuesday, March 9th, I am interviewing Matthew Knowles. You know that name. He's um, the, the father of uh, Solange and Beyonce, but also, you know, he was the manager of Beyonce and Destiny's Child. Well, he's got a new podcast and I'm going to be having a live clubhouse conversation with him. Yeah, I'm taking my All the Rage with Shelly Wade show to clubhouse. Um, and so I'm going to be doing that conversation tomorrow and I'll let you know how it went on next week's episode. Episode. I release episodes every Tuesday. So if you haven't already, please do subscribe to uh, the podcast so you don't miss an episode. You can also watch the video version of the podcast every week on my YouTube channel, which is also called All the Rage with Shelly Wade. And while you're there, subscribe to that as well. You can follow me on uh, social media. I am on Clubhouse and Twitter at Shelly Wade. And don't forget that Shelly spelled with an E-Y. Yeah, I'm Shelly with an E. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-W-A-D-E. Um, at Shelly Wade on Clubhouse and Twitter. Follow. I'm on Instagram at the one and only Shelly Wade. Follow. And my website where you can bookmark my blog is ShellyWade.com. Again, don't forget that Shelly spelled with an E-Y. So without any further delay, I present to you my conversation with Randy Hall. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Wade. Can I call you Shelly? Yeah, Shelly. <laughs> Shelly's fine. Cool, yeah. cool. So let's get right into it. So uh, as we speak, you're um, in Los Angeles? No, I'm in Las Vegas. Really? I'm in Las Vegas. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Las, I live in Las Vegas. Okay, so that's that's your, yeah. your, your spot now, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I used to live in, in L.A. I lived in L.A. for years, uh-huh. you know, and... Uh, especially back when I was on MCA years ago in the 1980s. So mm-hmm. I moved to Las Vegas, sunny Las Vegas. <laughs> and believe it or not, it's raining in about 38 degrees. I know. In Las Vegas San right Diego. now. Yeah. You know how they say it never yeah. rains in, in Southern California? That is a yeah. lie, Tony Tony. That is a lie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Are you guys getting yeah. the same kind of winds that we're getting? Because out on my patio right now, uh, my umbrella fell, uh-huh. my table fell, my oh. bed fell. It's a crazy <laughs> wind out there. Is it like that in Vegas? It is. It's like that in Vegas, too. It's okay. like, yeah, it's like that in Vegas, too. But you know what? I love this weather. 
because yeah. I'm from Chicago. I'm from Chicago and I'm used to having a little winter, a little snow, and it's always just sunny and hot here. So I'm really enjoying having just, you know, some of the elements, some rain, some wind. It's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. And you know, when I was um, reading about your story, I felt like um, it kind of, I don't want to say mirrored, but um, you have a lot of the same journeys that one of my favorite artists of all time, uh, Nat King Cole had. Um, of course, he I, is originally from Alabama, I believe, but he grew up in Chicago. Uh -huh. Um, he's yeah, a jazz yeah, he pianist, jazz pianist, and I understand, right. you know, of course, guitar is your main instrument, but um, right, I, you started right. playing piano. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I started playing piano, mm -hmm. and I'm glad I did because piano really is the, it gives you all the basics of music. You know, mm -hmm. you learn chords, you learn melody, you learn structure, mm -hmm. and uh, from the piano, it was easy for me to adapt instruments because in, in the high school band, I played trumpet. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I played wow. trumpet in the high school Multi-instrumental. Yeah. How many instruments yeah. do you play? Uh, probably about, mm, maybe, I don't know, just about all of them, maybe. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, I've had uh, experiences with uh, woodwinds, brass, mm -hmm. all the instruments, all the, the, you know, I mean, piano. Uh, I'm not that great of a drummer, though. That's oh, okay. But I keep... But I keep good time with the drum machine. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, your main uh, instrument is guitar. It's my favorite instrument. Um, do you have a um, oh. a, a favorite um, kind of guitar that you like to play? Um, would you prefer acoustic or electric? And Well, you know what? I kind of... Uh... I kind of really get off on all, on on both of them, you know. I mean, uh, uh, you know, the acoustic guitar to me is very personal because it's not electric, and whatever you play, you know, the acoustic guitar it vibrates on your stomach, mm -hmm. vibration, and and your feeling together. It 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 makes me play. It may, I might play a little different with the acoustic guitar with the electric guitar. So you feel like but it's on, part of you because you're feeling the vibration. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's almost like you can feel your heartbeat with it, you know, yeah. you know, I yeah. That. I remember Marvin Gaye was, uh, they were asking Marvin Gaye, how come all of his songs are almost in the same tempo? Mm -hmm. You know, if it wasn't slow songs, but most of his mid-tempo tempos the same, same tempo. Mm -hmm. And he said, because he always went by, he would, his hand on his heart and he would feel her beat so he would make the tempo song his heartbeat uh -huh. so you know you can't get any more personal than that i love that so what so yeah. he's uh -huh. obviously very chill because most of his songs are very chill <laughs> yeah i mean that's why maybe that's why you feel them like that you know, yeah, you know what? that's a really great mm -hmm. point randy that's a great point mm -hmm. you know you're talking about um, um marvin Gaye. you have worked you know other than you know, your solo music, you've worked with some legends. Um, yeah. Miles Davis, um, the stable yes. singers. Um, and, and you got started at a really young age, what, like 15 or 16 or so? Yeah, like I was playing in the clubs at 15 years old. How'd you finagle that? How'd you finagle that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, I remember I was playing in the clubs and I was this, this real guy. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm still a kid basically. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was playing and all these grown women would come up and try to talk to me. And it just scared me to death. I was like, 
<laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I'm just, just, I'm just some of the experiences, and then people trying to buy me drinks and all that kind of stuff. It was, but it mean it was fun for me. It was great, and I would play. They had this one uh, big. It was like a big lounge, but they had a lot of seats there, and all the greats would come and play there, like Cool and the Gang, and uh, just all the great bands would come to this place. It's called the High Shepherd Rail in Chicago, mm-hmm. and I remember that was my dream when I was a kid to play in the Shepherd Rail, just to play in the High Shepherd Rail, mm-hmm. you know. And I got there fifteen years old. Mm-hmm. So it was great. And we warmed up. Check this out. We warmed up for cool in the game. Wow. Wow. We warmed up for cool in the game. And I was, I mean, I was scared. I was ready. I was just really happy. I'm, I'm actually playing before cool in the game. So we played and we were good. But the cool in the game came out and they had on look like million outfits and they had all the routines. They kind of blew us off the stage. But still. <laughs> It was just a great experience. It was a great and, experience. And again, you experienced so much um, at a young mm-hmm. age. I, I was um, reading that you um, sang on um, on Miles Davis's um, album. You know, you worked with him pre- prior to that, but you sang on an album. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was rare, yeah. a rare occurrence that he would have someone sing on his tracks. And so how that right. out that that he trusted you, you know, with that honor. And uh, well, I, I have a follow up question after you a- answer that one. Mm-hmm. Well, we were we were we were doing the man with the horn album. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Miles's nephew, Vince, from Chicago. And we grew up together and we were playing the same bands since okay. we were kids. Okay. As uh, Miles' sister, Dorothy, his his mom, mm-hmm. would take the phone. And I remember we played down in the basement. And mm-hmm. so she had those real long chords, because you know, we didn't have cell phones back then. She had <laughs> one of the real long chords that was stretched from the kitchen all the way into the basement, like it was like 30 feet long. <laughs> Right, because you know that's what we had to do back then. Yeah, and she would, and she would put the she would put the phone like this, and just hold the phone like that, and just let Miles and Miles would want to listen to us. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah, and I mean we were like fourteen, fifteen. Uh, Miles' music as you were kids. Yeah, were you aware right. at the time that he was he was listening in? Yeah, yeah, I knew he was. I knew he was listening, and so. He would tell us, you know, hey, he would he would give us directions over the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, turn that guitar down, Randy. You know, uh, you know, you know, just 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 give us directions on what to do with the music. And then I guess we started sounding really good to him. By mm-hmm. the, by the time I was like nineteen, it took us three to get good enough. Okay. Nineteen, yeah, we started good to him. Said, you know what? Why don't you guys come to New York and make a record? Hmm. Yeah, so we came there to make a record for our band. But after we got in rehearsals, he was like, wait a minute, this stuff is sounding really great. I want you guys to put my record. So this was his comeback record because Miles had went into like exile for like five years. And you hadn't heard anything from him. People were like, when is Miles gonna come back? So we were the band that really brought Miles Davis back out of retirement. And that was the album, Man with the Horn. I would I would argue uh, that you gave him inspiration then. Yeah, we did. We did give him inspiration because he was excited. He was excited because we were excited, and we came there every day. And Miles would have like a spread of just 
all kinds of food. And I remember it was, it was this place in Victor's and they had the best Cuban food. Mm-hmm. And you know, being a being a you know a a, a, a a young guy from Chicago, you know, not really in the hood, but but we were like middle class hood guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we didn't have Cuban restaurants. Yeah, so I remember, man, I'm eating Cuban food and all this incredible food. And Miles Davis was, I was like, I'm in heaven. Like it doesn't get any better than this. Mm, you know? good, yeah. good eating and good music. <laughs> oh yeah, we yeah. were you know. See, CBS Records, and it was just, it was, just, and we were in limos. I remember we got picked up in a limo, and all of a sudden I started talking like England or something. I don't know what I was thinking. I, you know, we were, we were just partying. We were just having a great time. It was yeah. Wonderful. Well, it you just wonderful. assume that this is what when people ride in limos they speak yeah the British accent. <laughs> Of course. And then did you ask him to, to pass the grape coupon? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> hey, pass the grape coupon. <laughs> so I guess, Mike, the follow-up question to that would be, um, if you are getting started in such a, you know, you already had this amazing, um, these amazing things happen when you were in Chicago right. and then you moved to New York and you're working with, with Miles Davis. I mean, how do you top that? It's like you you start, you know, with those huge things at, at the beginning of your career. It's like, do you feel the pressure to top that? Um, you know, I just felt like I was going to go from there and just do it, you know. Say that again. And, you know how these connections are. They're, oh, they're a little sketchy sometimes. You said you felt like you were going to go from there and what? Can you hear me now? I could hear you, but you know how these okay. calls, these Zoom calls right. sometimes go in and out. I just felt like I wanted to, my, my ultimate goal was always to do my Your you own music, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. or the or record with me. So that's, that, that was the ultimate goal. But I was just enjoying working with Miles, being with, you know, I mean, we, we, even when we're not making music, we're just sitting on the couch all day just hanging out with him, you know, and he's getting phone calls from Clint Eastwood. What? Yeah, well, you know, I guess you know that that makes sense because Clint Eastwood yeah. is a huge jazz fan and a pianist himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. He's talk- yeah, he's John Lennon. He's talking to you know, and then he'll 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 like to John and he'll say, "Hey, Randy, yeah, talk- he hand me the phone." I'm like, Post- <laughs> "Wait, what?" <laughs> I mean, it was just it was just fun like that. It was just it was it was incredible. It was, was this it in was Harlem? Was it Harlem? No, he was in Manhattan. He was in Manhattan. Yeah, he yeah. So Harlem is Harlem is West, north, northern Manhattan. So he was. He was, uh, he was West Seventy Seventh Street. Okay, so he yeah, was he a, um, the Upper West Side. He had a, he had a brownstone in, in Manhattan, on West Seventy Seventh. Oh my God! Street. I love in fact, that. in fact, named the street after him. Uh, I think in 1991 or 92, after he had, he had passed. I had no clue. You know, I, li- I lived in New York for, for uh, 12 years, and I didn't know that. I pride myself in knowing a lot about New York, and I didn't know that. When I go back, I'll have to look for Miles Davis Street, was it? Yeah, yes, Miles Davis Street. Okay, I'll make sure I look for that. So mm-hmm. you said your ultimate goal was to, you know, have your own, your solo career, and you did, and you had to yes. hit. Um, tell us yes. about that. You know, the song that, that comes to mind for me, you know, growing up and hearing your music was, uh, mm-hmm. I've been watching. Been watching. 
That was the damn. I should have put I should have put you on the background vocals. Well, you know, I I grew up wanting I grew up wanting to be a Grammy Award winning singer, so I do sing. You make it, but I was well. You know, I hooked up with Ray Parker Jr. Yeah. In fact, let me tell you the story about how I hooked up with Ray Parker Jr. Okay. Okay. You ever heard of the group Weather Report? I've heard of them, yeah. I okay, can't say I know heard a of, lot about them, but I've heard of them. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Jaco, Jaco Pastorius, Pastorius, Jaco Pastorius, Wayne Shorter, Joe Salvador? Yeah. Okay. With, with, well, Wayne Shorter and his his wife, uh, uh, Anna, mm-hmm. she she. she she was. She became really close to me. In fact, I was moving to LA from Chicago, mm-hmm. and Miles called Anna, and he said, "Anna, Randy Hall's coming out there, so kind of look out after him for me," mm-hmm. which was like a really a cool thing. Mm-hmm. And through Anna, I got. She introduced me to Wayne Shorter's management company, which was Cavallo, Ruffalo, and Fargnoli. Mm-hmm. Now, Cavallo, Ruffalo, and Fargnoli, the management company, was mm-hmm. managing Prince. Oh, wow. The Time, Sheila E. Wow. Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Ray Parker Jr. Oh, wow. I never knew so, they had the same management mm-hmm. company. Okay. They all had the same management. Yeah. Cavallo, Ruffalo, Fargnoli. If you look at any of the old Prince albums, you'll see management, Cavallo, Ruffalo, Fargnoli. Yeah. Three I Italian guys. I think I yeah. remember their name on his album. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's yeah, my yeah. favorite artist well, all the time. So I remember oh, uh, their names, yeah. his albums, now that you mentioned. Right. Okay, so, so how, yeah, you got introduced. So, 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 so I understand, hey, you know what? Let's have a meeting with Randy Hall. Mm-hmm. So I met with, with, with the managers. And they were like, hey, you know, we really like, we think that you, you do, you know, you really are different because you're kind of jazzy, but you're kind of funky and stuff like that. So they signed me. And they thought that the producer for me to kind of introduce me would be Ray Parker Jr. Oh, wow. So that's how Ray Parker Jr. became my producer. Okay. And he's producing you in your videos. Yeah, Yeah, right. I mean, he was my foe in my video of uh, I've been watching. We were fighting over this with this girl, if you you remember the video. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So, uh, but I do want to know the story about. How'd you come up with um, a song? Did you write this song of you having a thing for your best friend's girl? Did you write that? <laughs> yeah. Was that a yeah. was that based on a true story? Well, <laughs> no, I would never do that to a friend. Okay. I would never do that to a friend. No, 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 but Randy, I wrote you pause that. for a little yeah. bit. You paused. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, looked at it a little bit, you know, like, but no, I would never do that. <laughs> but uh, I wrote that song with uh, Bobby Irvin, the guy that I wrote uh, The Man with the Horn with for Miles Davis. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I wrote that song for, yeah. But I, I, I wanted a story song. I wanted to write, told a story from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, that's, that's how that song came up about Jamie's Girl. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people call it Jamie's Girl, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I fell in love with Jamie's girl, you know, so. And so um, you you had the hit with your, your first album. Um, how many hits did you have? Yeah. And tell me about. Well, I had, I had a song. I had a song in that album called 
gentleman. Every lady really wants a gentleman mm -hmm. to hit too. That that did really well for also. Mm -hmm. And so, how was the experience? I I know that you are um, popular all over the world. Um, mm -hmm. You know because of your music. And um, I, I read the story that, you know, now, you know, you're, you're, we're having this conversation now because you have new music that you want to share, um, you know, with, right. the, with the American people. Um, and so right. I said that came about because you were contacted uh, by a fan in the UK. I was contacted by a guy who had a record label. His name is Neil Pounds. Mm -hmm. And Neil Pounds had a record label. Well, he has a record label called Six Nine Records. Mm -hmm. So he contacted me, but you know, before that even happened, you know, mm -hmm. I had another album after that that did well too. It was, yeah. uh, the album was called Love You Like a Stranger and the hit after that album was called Slow Starter. Mm -hmm. And that did really well too. Yeah. Um, it, was a t it was a top 20 uh, song. So was it, it all, well. all in the 80s or? This was, this was 80s. You say that again? Around the end of the 80s. End Around the end yeah. of the 80s, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so um, this guy, you know. Going into the 90s, going into the 90s. Because yeah. your music and, was so successful in the UK, he remembered you and reached out to you. Yeah, he reached out to you know, what the words. I went from my second record and what happened was my, my father passed. A lot of things happened in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of things that happened in my life. You know, we all go through changes and things in our lives. Yeah. And I didn't record, but I, re I started producing people and I started working at Death Row Records of all places. Wow, you worked with Suge? Yeah, yeah, I was working you with Suge. You got some stories. Yeah, I got some real stories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know, I didn't have, you know what? I didn't have a bad experience with him, Okay. you know? And, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I know there was some things that went down, but you know, I could I could say there was some really positive things about him also too. You know, uh, but I was there. Uh, Dr. Dre had left. Okay. And Tupac was there, and mm -hmm. Snoop Dogg was still there, and they had just signed MC Hammer. Wow! And, uh, oh my God, I forgot that Hammer was with them. Yeah, 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 just signed MC Hammer. Wow! And so, so. Before before I got with Miles, I was with this great piano player called Ramsey Lewis. You ever oh, heard Ramsey Lewis? Legendary Ramsey Lewis. Yeah, I did a yeah, I wrote songs for him. I did an album called Three Piece Suite with Ramsey Lewis. And I mean, I'm a kid doing this stuff. I'm like 19 years old. Mm -hmm. So um, so anyway, Ramsey Lewis is his name is Kevin. And may he rest in peace. He passed about two years ago. Ramsey Lewis' son was working for Death Row. And he said, hey, Randy, why don't you come over to Death Row and work with us? And I'm like, yeah, Death Row, right? like, mm, what do you think about that? But when he showed me how much money I would be making, I said, okay. <laughs> but I was, but it was, it was such a wild experience because, you know, you go up in, you know, we record this place called Can-Am Studios. Mm -hmm. And you go in there and it's the first studio that where you walk in, they got a metal detector. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know some shenanigans you know, might be going down, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, this is a little different. <laughs> so, and the thing is, is that I noticed that there was a like a, a bin there, and it was it was guns in the in the bin. Mm -hmm. 
So you would have to check because you had so many of the some of the artists were from gangs. So you would have to check your gun at the front of the studio and they would tag your gun. Yeah. And it, yeah. And it was dogs in the studio. I'm like, I've been in the studio where, where you got pit bulls and Doberman pinchers. And so it was just a real wild experience working at Death Row. You know, Do you have any, any um, interesting Tupac stories? The only thing I could tell you about Tupac is this. And I worked on some songs for Tupac and, and Snoop Dogg. They wanted me, because I do horn and string arrangements. Okay. And during that time, Shug was trying to do something really different that too bad that, that it never happened. Because mm -hmm. when, Tupac got, when Tupac got killed, they kind of destroyed everything. Okay. He was trying to make death row into the next Motown. Hmm. So he signed female groups. He had a, he had a male group called Six Nine, where all, every, all the guys were really like almost six nine. I mean, they were tall guys. They were great. He had this. And he was trying to make it into a legitimate like Motown. Okay. So we were doing music with string arrangements, with horn arrangements. I mean, is is I mean, and the music was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, and I just. I just, oh, this is just too bad that this stuff never came out. So hopefully, maybe it, it's got in the big hit, if he didn't sell it all, it could be released because it was great music. Yeah, you so know? stuff in so the I, vault that yeah, might appreciate. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. but I remember I, I, I walked into a uh, Tupac session mm -hmm. and he was he was behind the glass and he was, he was, he was, and he, I mean, the groove was happening, and he was he was rapping, and I was he didn't have any paper in front of him lyrics, and I was like, this cat is doing this without no lyrics in front of him. I mean, just I guess he memorized it or whatever. Yeah. But I said, this cat is pure genius. He is yeah. pure genius, he really and was. he was fast, and he wanted to work and get it done and get mm -hmm. it out the way. He was like, okay, I don't want to, I don't care about all the arrangements. I know you musicians, y'all want to put the guitars on and put all this on. Let me just put my stuff on and let's just keep it moving. And, it, and then it came to me later. I said, I was wondering, did he think that something was going to happen to him? Did he just want to get himself on all this stuff? And I mean, in a basic form, yeah, just to have his voice there. And every then you come in and you put all this other arrangement on. Yeah. It was just, it was just, it was amazing. He was amazing. You just have to wonder, to your point, because, you know, even when he passed away, they were releasing all of this music from him and, and some of the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Lyrics almost um, mirrored what happened to him. So it's like you do have to wonder if he, you know, really thought. Yeah, it. yeah. I mean, uh, I've been around some people, you know, the word genius is a loosely used term, you know, <laughs> but I can say, you know, watching Miles and watching Tupac that I was seeing real genius, wow. real genius. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about you though. And uh, you were saying that oh, okay. you, you, you went to death row and, you know, you were telling uh -huh. me what happened in the, you know, in between time and in the yeah. meantime. Mm -hmm. So as you were. Yeah. You and, and then after that, um, I decided to move to Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of just got tired of LA. Yeah. You know, I just got tired of LA and I wanted to work. Mm -hmm. I wanted to work and still continue 
you know, uh, I have family now mm-hmm. and I want to buy, buy a home and I want to be able to buy a home for half the price that I would buy a home in LA. <laughs> so I saw, I saw like, you know, 4,000, 5,000 square foot houses in, in, in Vegas for half the price of it was in, in, uh, in uh, LA. Yeah. And then I got, then I, I then I, I had an artist that I was and she was fantastic and, and we had a lot of we had investors and a lot of money and things coming in so we decided I, you know to move just to vegas just to start fresh and anew okay and uh and i was able when i wasn't going on the road and doing things i was able to work in the, in the casinos and make money and provide a lifestyle and see us to college and buy cars and buy houses you know i look back at a lot of artists who were around the same time that I was around in the 80s. And a lot of them, they don't own homes. They don't have retirement. They don't have nothing going on, mm-hmm. you know? So this was really a fantastic meeting to come to Vegas. Yeah. And so um, we're going to talk about, well, first of all, tell us about your new music. Uh, tell um, mm-hmm. the All the Rage with Shelly Wade uh, listeners and viewers what you need them to know about your new music and and why you um, you know what, what what's your inspiration and where they can get it and all that good stuff. Okay, well, my new my 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 latest song that's out now is a song called "A Beautiful Dream," mm-hmm. and the song is really like a woman in power song, and um, basically what it's saying is that. You know, no matter what you've gone through, no matter how much money you have, actually read, um, you know, this song is saying how women have been able to make it. Our moms, our grandmothers, our aunties, they coins and rub together to make a meal for their for their families, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that because of that, you are a beautiful dream. Yes. It's not about your how, how big you are, how small you are. No, it doesn't. I mean, all that doesn't matter. Uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, you know. But I, I believe that all women are beautiful. Just look at. I, I think about my mom. My mom was able to take a little bit and make a lot out of it. You mm-hmm. know, so many moms. You have a lot of single moms. They just you know they struggle, but. They feed their kids. They make sure that you become a better adult. You become a good, you good, good adult. So, I it's just a song to all the world. No matter what you've gone through, no matter whatever you faced in life, you are still a beautiful dream. That's what the song is about. Randy, your mother raised you well. You understand the beauty of women. We appreciate you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> So, uh, yes, she did. I, I, <laughs> I had a wonderful relationship with my mom and my dad, too, you know, but it's about being healthy. It's all about having that healthy relationship. OK, so we're going to play um, uh, the song. We're, the song's going to play us out. But before that, I want to ask you, um, you know, about 10 okay. What I like about these questions is I think, you know, you know, aside from what we've uh, learned about you so far uh, during the interview. OK. Um, questions um you know let let uh, the listeners and viewers know you uh even more intimately so uh your honest okay. answers to the questions and here we go the first one what was your favorite toy when you were a kid randy fire truck. your fire truck ah yeah. yeah that's that's the, a prop, 
that's a good little boy toy. <laughs> yeah. I think I liked it the best only because it was red of the color red. Yeah, yeah, red. <laughs> and I had a red fire truck. Yeah. Um, okay, question two. What did you um, want to be when you were growing up? And I'm sure you've already answered that. Um, aside from being a musician, did you want to be anything else? Uh, no, I wanted to be Elvis Presley. <laughs> I wanted to be Elvis Presley. Really? You know what? I, I remember Elvis Presley, Michael Jackson, and the Beatles. And huh? I said, I want to be one of those three. Okay. Some <laughs> so maybe I'm all of them. I don't know. So it was always going to be music. All right. Okay, question yeah. three. What's your favorite song of all time, aside from your song? My favorite song of all time is probably My Sharia More by Stevie Wonder. How much do we love Stevie? Oh, my God. Oh, I love Stevie. Hey, still doing it. I just I know. love that. I just you can't love go that. wrong yeah. with Stevie's song. You can. Yeah. That's a good, no. cho good choice. Question four, who's your favorite artist of all time? Marvin Gaye. Oh, nice. See, I still even got the finished sentence out of your mouth. I love it. I mean, Marvin Gaye to me is is performer who had thing, who did everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, um, you know, not only was he a really great singer, but a great producer and he was a heartthrob. Right. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just an incredible writer. Just you side, you could just tell everything he did. He was just the greatest of all time for me. Yeah, and, and I love uh, the story mm -hmm. about how he, you know, he put his hand on his heart and he was, um, you know, doing his music, and and that's why it had that same kind of vibe to, to most of the songs. Yeah, same tempo. I love that. I never heard that story. Yeah. Okay, so yes. next question: um, What's your favorite um, movie of all time? The Godfather. <laughs> You know why? Because when I watched The Godfather 1, 2, and 3, I learned something. I've a hundred times, and a hundred times I learned something new. So it, it doesn't matter how many times you watch it, you're learning something new. You learn something new, yeah, yeah. It's a truth in The Godfather. Okay, so um, do you have a favorite actor, actress of all time? Uh, favorite actor might be Denzel. Yeah. Uh, that's a good choice. Yeah. I, I love Denzel. I love Denzel. I mean, he's three walking. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm loving all of your answers so far. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite sport? My favorite sport is ages, but my favorite sport is boxing. Oh, really? Okay. Well, you're in yeah. perfect place for it in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite sport is boxing. Okay, I remember the one and only um, boxing, um, uh, what do you call it, match? <laughs> that mm -hmm. I was, yeah. Was, um, I don't know if it was the, the late 90s or early 2000s, but it was uh, Roy, uh -huh. jo Roy Jones Jr. And, um, and oh my Ooh. God, I, I can't think of uh, his name. He's the biggest one right now. Um, aside from Conor McGregor, what's the other was name? Um, Floyd Mayweather. Uh, oh, yeah. Floyd Mayweather and, and Roy Jones Jr. Well, wait, they ever fought. Yeah, no. Well, okay, okay. I'm telling you, it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite sport. But they were, they oh, okay. were, they were there. I don't know if they were on the same ticket, but they were there together. Um, I remember because oh, okay. um, okay. we were invited by um, mm -hmm. by 
Mayweather's uh, manager at the time, which is Little oh, Jay, okay. Rap a lot records. Um, and, oh yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah. Um, and so Roy Jones Jr. was there, and he invited us to his hotel room and played some music for us. And oh um, wow, and, and you know that he, was a treat. That yeah, was a treat. and then, and then yeah. afterwards we went to uh, the the Mayweather fight, and I can't remember who he fought. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. They did, <laughs> okay. You, you yeah. know, actually, they did not fight. So you're right. You, true. No, they, no, they didn't fight yet. <laughs> Fighting fan, you already knew that. Okay, so um, question eight: If you had a choice, what would your mm -hmm. last meal ever be? Uh, fried chicken with uh, <laughs> fried, and maybe a piece with a uh, with rice, greens. Um, uh, fried corn yeah. and uh, and some macaroni cheese. And you said my last meal, so I got good old down home yeah. soul food. Yeah. Oh yeah, nothing like nothing like it. Fried? Can't beat it. You making me Can't want to fried right now? <laughs> Can't beat it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, number nine. What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, Randy? Thank God that I lived another day. Yay. Thank and God that I live another day. Thank you, God. Praise God. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> what's the last thing you do before you go to bed? Thank God I live another day. Aw, I love it. Your answers are so perfect. <laughs> well, it's real. It's real. So um, is there anywhere, you know, like your social media, your website, anything you want to share with us? Yeah, you can uh, find me on, it's real easy. Uh, on um, Facebook, on uh, Instagram, on Twitter, Randy Hall Music. That's Randy it. Music. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah. play us out. Uh, introduce your your new song, your latest song. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, especially to you ladies, this song is especially for you. It's coming from love from the deepest part of my heart. This is for you. You are beautiful dream. Hey ladies Come on Can I talk to you?
love that one. A Beautiful Dream, Randy Hall. I love it because, you know, listen, not only is it a great song, it's really catchy, but that it's uplifting women, right? I love it when men take the time to shine the spotlight on women and recognize us for the positive things that uh, we contribute uh, to society. Thanks, Randy, for stopping by and blessing the All the Rage with Shelly Wade podcast with your presence. And thanks to my college buddy, Jolando Johnson, for the theme music for the podcast. Support him by liking his his uh, Jolando Johnson music page on Facebook. Like my All the Rage with Shelly Wade page on Facebook and uh, my All the Rage with Shelly Wade YouTube channel. Subscribe to that one uh, because you can also watch the video version of my interview with Randy Hall on the the All the Rage with Shelly Wade YouTube channel. You can find me on Instagram at the one and only Shelly Wade on Clubhouse and Twitter. I'm at Shelly Wade and don't forget that Shelly spelled with an E-Y. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y W-A-D-E and you can always bookmark my blog at ShellyWade.com and um, you know of course uh, by the time uh, I debut the next episode on uh, Tuesday I I drop episodes every Tuesday so next Tuesday with my new episode I'll let you know how my live All the Rage with Shelly Wade conversation on Clubhouse went with Matthew Knowles so be sure to check back thank you for listening I love you for it and uh, I'll talk to you next time mwah